Blog Talk Radio. Embrace Today is brought to you by Whole House Ministries. Host pre Curry will inspire listeners to embrace their today with hope and expectation with a focus of bringing about freedom, healing, and restoration through the Word of God. John 16.33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. relationships and marriage. This is actually the last show that we will do together. Um, Next week, Montreal will do uh, a show on his own, and then following that, I will do the final show on marriage and relationships by myself the last weekend, the last Wednesday in December. And so this morning, we are talking on the topic of watch out. Um, That's a very interesting topic, and especially when dealing with marriage and relationships, We want to make sure that we know what to watch out for when we are in the relationships. Excuse me, I have this cough, and I may have to keep clearing my throat. Um, But we've been talking on the topic of marriage and relationships, and we're to the point um, where we're in the final joint chapter, and the title of the chapter is Watch Out. And the scripture that we're using for Watch Out it's John 10, 10 that says, The thief comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. But I came so that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And so when you think on the topic of marriage and you look at that scripture and you think about all the things that we've talked about based on marriage, we have to acknowledge that there is an enemy, that when we are doing anything for God, when we, are, uh, when we have a relationship with God, when we are moving forward in the things of God, We have to make sure that we watch out for the enemy because he will try to come to kill, steal, and destroy. A lot of times, a lot of the things that we talked about prior to, we can't really blame on the enemy because those were our our own actions. When you go outside of God's will and you try to do things your own way, you can't blame the enemy. It's you. You have to get self-control. But what we're talking about today is we're actually really talking about the enemy and how he will try to come to kill, steal, and destroy your marriage. He will try to kill, steal, and destroy your union, the union that God has placed together so that you can't produce the fruit that God has produced you, the fruit that God has um, ordained for you to produce, and so you won't have that image of what Christ in the church looks like um, that in marriage and what a marriage is supposed to have. And so this morning we're going to talk about some things that we need to watch out for in marriage. We have to make sure that we are focused and that we are staying in a constant relationship with God and with each other. I'm studying the Gospel of Luke, 
um, for next year will be in the Gospel of Luke for the shows. And, and one of the things that they talked about when they talked about John the Baptist's parents, uh, Zechariah and Elizabeth, it said how they were one with each other, but they were also they were also one with God. And that's how all marriages are supposed to be. We can't be one with each other and not one with God, and we can't be one with God and not one with each other. It has to be joint. And so when we are not one with each other and with God, that leaves room for the enemy to come in and do whatever he wants to do in a marriage. Some things that we really need to watch out for in marriage. The number one thing that we need to watch out for is separation because marriage is a union. And I'm not even just talking about separation where one person moves out. Anything that we are divided in, anything that we are divided in and we allow the enemy to come in, that is something that he will use to try to destroy a marriage. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to always agree on everything, but when you do have a disagreement, there's a way that you're supposed to go about it. You can disagree and still be united. But when you are separating and you are allowing disagreement to cause friction and division, then that's um, allowing the enemy to come in and for him to begin to start to try to kill, steal, and destroy the union that God has for you. Um, a couple of other things that we want to watch out for is communication. When we are communicating with our spouse, we want to make sure that we are actually, they are hearing what we're saying and we're hearing what they're saying. A lot of times when we're communicating, we're not hearing what the other one's saying. And so we want, we, we're making assumptions based off what we think rather than getting clarification. And when we don't get clarification on what our spouse is saying, then that leaves room for our imaginations to just go. Another thing is uh, selfishness. You cannot be selfish and be in a marriage. You can't be unsubmissive and you cannot be controlling. Those are all some things that we want to watch out for in marriage because when we allow those things, and that's just some of the things, there's many more, but when we allow those things to come into marriage, we are allowing the enemy to come in and we are saying, yes, you can kill our marriage. You can take the life out of our marriage. You can take the life out of our purpose. You can steal away our marriage. You can steal away our joy. You can steal away our purpose. And that would be him taking away your purpose and your joy and the, the unity that you have and then destroy it. Sometimes we allow the enemy into our marriages and he will come in and wreak havoc and leave us in shambles and then just go. But when we don't watch out and when we don't stay on guard and in alignment with God and allow him into our marriage and allow his Holy Spirit spirit in to penetrate our hearts, then our marriages will be left like that, and then the thief, like a thief in the night, will just come and go. But we have to make sure that we are staying on guard, and we are acknowledging that when something does come up, it, it's not your spouse. You have to recognize that there's a spirit behind that, and that's why it's so important for us to pray instead of us trying to go at our spouse because it's not our spouse. It's the spirit behind our spouse, and if we don't recognize that, then the enemy will be able to come in, and he will be able to kill and destroy, but Jesus didn't put us, the Lord didn't put us together for that. Jesus came so that we can have life and have it more abundantly. And so when God placed you together, when he united you, it was for you to have life, for you to produce fruit, for you to be able to have that abundant life together that he has called for you to have when he joined you together. And so, Matro, what's your thoughts? What, what do you get when this watch out? Another thing from that I get, gather from the watch out is 
us as men, we have to stand on guard as well because when the enemy is trying to find someone to devour, <clears throat> he's going to try to take out the head first. So if you know that you're standing strong, um, and that's with anything, when when a, when someone is when a thief is scoping out somewhere to rob, he's looking for the weaknesses, and if he can take out the head, then he can um, discover what those weaknesses are, and he's able to kill your your marriage. He's able to steal your joy. He's able to destroy your your future and your children. So. You have to be on guard for that, too, because those are the things that the enemy would love to destroy, and that is family. Right, and and oftentimes when we allow, when we are not standing on guard, sometimes we can just allow life, our day-to-day operations, our going to work, our going to school, our um, staying at home, if you stay at home, whatever you do, Sometimes we can allow allow our day-to-day operations to frustrate us so much so that we lose focus altogether. And sometimes you have to make sure that you are not allowing those things to interfere with your marriage because sometimes we can be so focused on those other things that we aren't protecting our marriage. We aren't protecting our unit. We're more focused on what we're supposed to be doing rather than making sure that our union is where it's supposed to be because your marriage is your most important relationship after God. God is first and then comes your husband or your wife. It's the most important relationship, and so we have to guard that relationship. We have to make sure that we are respecting our spouse and that we are hearing our spouse, that we're listening to our spouse, that we are helping our spouse when they need help, that we are encouraging our spouse, that we are being what a wife is supposed to be and a husband is supposed to be. A lot of times with wives, and this is, I'm not saying this is all wives, but I do see it often when wives want to show or prove that they can do something. It's fine that you can do it, but you are not the, 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 you are not the husband. You are not the head. You are not in control. The husband is the head of the household. And so just because you can do something doesn't mean that you're supposed to do something. There may be times where your husband may want you to do the particular thing, but don't get it twisted in thinking that you're the head of the household because that's when your mindset will go off and the thief will come in and have you thinking that you're in control just because you can do something. And you may even be able to do it better, but just because you can do it better does not mean that you trump your husband or you, that you're the head of the household or that you get to run the household and he has to do whatever you say that he has to do. You have to make sure that as a wife, you are submissive to your husband and you are following the mission that God has for your family. Even if you don't know everything, if you don't understand everything, you have to make sure that your submission is to your husband because the Bible tells wives to submit to their husbands. And if we aren't submitting to our husbands just because we don't like what they're saying, we are not really not submitting to God because God is the one that told us to submit. And so if you're, even if your husband is doing something wrong or even if your husband um, is making the, he's not making the wisest decision, he is the one that has to, it's between him and God. You are not in control. You are not the head of the household. You are a wife. You are his helpmeet. And so we have to make sure that we are not allowing the enemy to put tricks in our head just because we can do something better or just because our husband may allow us to do something 
at one particular time, we have to make sure that we understand that we aren't doing, um, that we aren't replacing, trying to replace our husband's role. Another thing with um, wives is we also want to make sure that we are constantly praying for our husbands. We have to constantly pray for our husbands because if we are not covering him in prayer, we are we are his help me. So we are the ones that we know our husbands more than anyone else besides God. And so we know we know our husband's struggles, we know their weaknesses, we know we know everything about our husbands. Mm-hmm. And so we have to make sure that we are covering him in prayer because they're going out into this world every day. They're going out into the world and they're doing what they're supposed to do. And we have to make sure that we are covering them and keeping them covered in that prayer so that they can stay focused and doing what they're supposed to do. Not saying that they don't pray for themselves because they they do, but us as their wives, we need to make sure that we are covering our husbands in prayer daily. I know for me myself, I I'm a lot of people think that I pray like all the time, but I don't pray all the time. Sometimes I struggle with prayer. Sometimes I struggle with um I know I need to pray, but then I struggle with even just starting to pray or, you know, just getting in the habit of praying. And so for me, that's one of my struggles. And it's not just praying for him, it's just praying, period. And God has actually been working with me or dealing with me in the prayer aspect um, for this past month. And so we have to make sure that we are covering our husbands in prayer because we don't want the enemy to be able to um, trick him up. You know, when they're out into the world, there's a lot of trickery and there's a lot of foolery that goes on. And so we want to make sure that we are continuing to cover them in prayer in spite of how we may feel, in spite of what may be going on in our personal life. We have to make sure that we understand what relationship comes first. And our relationship with God comes first. After our relationship with God is our relationship with our husband. I was reading a book one time called uh, The Power of a Praying Wife. And this book, she starts off the book letting everyone know that this book is not for you to try to get your husband to do anything that you want him to do and blah, blah, blah. But the purpose of the book was for wives to begin to pray for different areas of their husband's life. So the first area of our husband's life that we needed to pray for, we needed to pray for our husband's wife. And we needed to pray for our husband's wife, number one, so that we will know our role, so that we will be able to fulfill our role in helping our husband in his role. And so we have to make sure that we are praying and asking God, because sometimes we think we know how to be a wife and we think that we're doing everything right and we think we got it all together, but we don't. And so sometimes we need to ask God to show us how to do particular things in being a wife or show us what we're doing wrong or show us what we need to do better. We have to make sure that we are allowing God into our relationship, into our marriage, into our hearts. Allow the Holy Spirit to really show us what it is to be a wife, what it is to be Help me, you know, what am I supposed to do with my husband? Is there something that I'm neglecting to do that he needs? And everything is not going to be the same for each and every season. There may be a season where you need to do more of one thing this season and then the next season not so much. You need to focus on something else. But when we stay in alignment with the Holy Spirit and allow him 
to lead us and guide us and allow him to take us through the process of, of being a wife and learning how to be a wife and learning how to be a helpmeet to our husband, then it doesn't leave room for the enemy to come in and try to kill, steal, and destroy. One of the things I want to focus on in this kill, steal, and destroy is the destroy part. A lot of times we allow the enemy to come into our marriages we allow him to come into our homes through other people. We allow him to come into our homes through our jobs. We allow him to come into our homes through our children, through our siblings, through our parents. We allow the enemy to come into our home and into our marriage and call, allow him to wreak havoc, and then they leave. And so when they're gone, the person that the enemy uses is gone, we're left with this relationship that has just been destroyed because we allow someone or something in that destroyed what God has put together. And so we have to make sure that we are guarding our marriage. We have to make sure that we are guarding our home. Yes, it may be your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your friend, even your kids, adult and young kids. It may be your relatives, but you must understand that your marriage is the most important relationship after God, and we cannot allow people we cannot allow the enemy to use people to come into our our marriage and destroy it and just leave it as if it was nothing because it may not mean anything to them. It may not mean as much to them as it means to you. And so we have to make sure that we are not allowing people to come into our marriages and just leave it in shambles and walk away because you'll be left with that. And then you'll ha you just allow someone to just come in like a tornado, tear it up, and then leave. And they've left their signature mark, and you will be the one that's left to piece it all together. And so we have to make sure that we aren't just letting people into our marriage. Again, I can't stress it enough. It may be your mom. It may be your dad. It may be your child. It may be your sibling. It may be your best friend that you have been friends with even before you met your spouse, but your spouse Besides God, after God, your spouse is the most important person in your life, and you want to guard your marriage. You want to guard that relationship. You do not want to let anyone or anything destroy your marriage. That includes your job. That includes school. That includes any hobbies you may have. That includes uh, church or ministry. That includes anything. Your marriage is very, very, very important. And after God, that is the most important relationship that you will be in. And I will say that um, one of the things that us as men have to make sure that we're not letting, that we're, we're standing watch for, we're not letting come in between our marriage, um, aren't just those negative things like um, the devil coming in and, and still stealing our our families and so on. But it's also just like she just said, our jobs. Sometimes, and I'm guilty of this um, numerous times, I know that I am supposed to be the provider of my family, and sometimes I let that get, get in the way of me actually still being there for my family and spending quality time and all of that other good stuff that comes along with being a father and a husband. So us as men, we have to make sure that we're not letting those things that are our other obligations get in the way of our main obligation, which is taking care and being there for our families 
not just physically by providing a a, a source of um the food and and housing and all of that, but also spiritually. And like I said, that's one thing that I struggle with um, even to this day for the simple fact that I I believe myself to be a a workaholic. And like I said, I just let that get in the way of me actually um, providing in those other areas that I'm supposed to provide in. So we have to be on guard and watch out for that too, man. We have to make sure that we're, um, we're doing those things that we're supposed to do all the way around the board, not just almost like a teeter totter effect where we so heavy, we so weighed down with one thing on one side that is out of balance. We have to make sure we keep a balance around the things that that we're supposed to be doing as men and husbands and fathers. <laughs> right, and and that's good too because women can also. Um, get into the work workaholic type state and and other things I know for me um I can say going to church all the time was something that I struggled with and I'm saying that there's no, there's nothing wrong with going to church I mean you can go to church just like you can work but when you are so focused on that and and neglecting other things then that becomes a problem. So like Marshall said, we have to make sure that we have a balance in what we're doing. We have to make sure that, you know, we are really spending time with God, not saying that you have to be in his presence for hours at a time, which there's nothing wrong with that either, but you have to make sure that your spirit is aligned with his so that you can follow him and not yourself. And then once we do that, it will be so much more smoother. It will Our marriages will be so much more united, so much more purposeful and selflessness, and there will be so much more peace and joy and kindness and so much more forgiveness in marriage. There will be so much that we will be able to celebrate. There will be so much life. You know, there will be no room for the thief to come in when we are constantly aligned with the Holy Spirit because we'll be able to see when he tries to come in and we'll be able to acknowledge those things on the surface before it even comes and we can be able to combat that on the at the front gate instead of waiting until something comes in and something happens. And so even in that we want to make sure that we recognize whose team we're on. A lot of us say when we're married, you know, God is the head of our marriage and you know we're team Jesus, but our actions show that we're team enemy. We're 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 leaving or we're lashing out or we're we're um putting our spouse down or we're just ready to just allow anyone in and put anything before our spouse and we, we have to recognize that our actions speak louder than our words. You know, we can say one thing, but when when it comes down to it, whose team are you really on? And so we have to recognize whose team we're on, and we have to just sometimes be honest with ourselves. You don't got to tell anybody, or if you have an accountability partner, maybe your accountability partner can assist you with that. But sometimes we are saying that we are um, living for God and our marriage is based around God, but our actions show otherwise. And so we want to make sure that our actions and our words match, that they are aligned with each other so that people will be able to see that we are living a life, that our marriage is founded on God, that our, our that we are being led by the Holy Spirit. And that doesn't mean that you won't have any issues. That doesn't mean that you will have this perfect marriage. But it will allow people to see 
what a godly marriage looks like. It will allow people to see how they can, too, have a godly marriage. When something arises in their marriage, you don't have to act like there's nothing going on or that you're happy when you're really pissed off, you know. You just have to show people how you go through obstacles, how you and your spouse can stay together and still have these or or struggle with this issue. You can show people what it means to allow the Holy Spirit to show you how to forgive, to show you how to love, to show you how to unite, to show you how to be submissive and selfless. You can allow people to see that, and when they see that, when they see the God that is in you, it will be a reflection of Christ in the church. It will be a reflection to them that if God did it for them, he sure enough can do it for me. And it will be an opening, like it will be a place where people will be able to come to. They will be able to come to you when they are having issues in their marriage, and they may not quite have it right yet. They may not um, quite know what to do next. They may stop being embarrassed and know that they're not the only ones that go through issues, but they'll be able to come to you and ask you, you know, how can I get through this situation or what do you think I should do with this? There are times when people will place godly people or godly marriages around you so that they can help you, not necessarily for them to be all in your business or for you to tell them everything that's going on in your marriage because, again, some things in your marriage are between you and your spouse but for them to help you to be able to build a stronger marriage so that you in turn can do and fulfill the purpose that God has for you. We all need help in our marriages. There is no marriage that is perfect. Montreal and I need help with our marriage. Sometimes you would think that with us being together for so long and it will be 10 years for us being married this February, you would think that we have it all together, but we don't. It's some of the things that, some of the basics that we still struggle with. And so don't think that just because we're doing this and just because we wrote this book and we uh, talk to married people or people in relationships that want to get married, don't think that we have it together because we don't. We all need help. We all need somebody to hold us accountable. We all need somebody to encourage us, to correct us, We all need somebody to help us out sometime or another. So we all don't, no one has it all together. So don't think that it's just you or don't, you know, be embarrassed because of something that you all may struggle with or something you may struggle with personally, but we are all going through something. And like the text said, Jesus came so that we may have life and have it more abundantly. And so that's why he came. Our focus should be on Jesus, and when we focus on Jesus, we'll be able to identify when the enemy is trying to come in and kill, steal, or destroy what God has put together. Amen. And once we realize that, just like Sister Curry said, (laughs) Jesus um, wants us to have that life, we can realize that we don't have to stand guard alone and that with God's help and through Christ's example, when he was tempted through different things and by the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we can recognize that we'll be able to go through the things that we're watching out for with the guidance of God being our provider and being the one that has the the wisdom to get us through the things that we may struggle with, the things that we may need to overcome so that we can be able to do all things through him that gives us strength. So just stay encouraged. 
don't give up and stay in the fight, and everything will be all right. Mm-hmm. I think that just rhymed. <laughs> I didn't intend on that to rhyme, but still sounded good. That's funny. And so, again, we would like to thank everyone that continues to tune in um, to the shows each week. I pray that you allow the Holy Spirit to, to really speak to you through these shows. It's not for you to see Montreal or myself, but it's really to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and your situation or for you to be able to get something. And, you know, you may be able to use something that you hear for, from us to encourage someone else. It's all about Christ, and it's all about uh, marriages and relationships being built upon him and being a reflection of him in any way that we can help, um, we would just greatly uh, appreciate being able to help. Uh, Last week we gave a shout-out to Domini Hodge, and so we said we were going to have her website info this week. Her website is domini.info. She does photography, so check out her page. Her name is spelled D as in Delta, O, M as in Mary, I, N as in Nancy, Y, dot info. So it's Domini, D-O-M-I-N-Y, dot info. So go check her website out and give her a call for some of her pictures. She does a really fantastic uh, job with photos. Um, Again, we would like to thank each and every one of you um, for tuning in each and every week. We will continue the through the end of this month, talking on relationships and marriage. It will be Montreal next week by himself. Uh, We will let everyone know when the book comes out. Um, We'll let you know on the show, but you can also check out our website at wholehouseministries.org. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in, and thank you for your support. Um, Continue to pray for us and our marriage, our family. Um, Just pray for us in general. Uh, Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to come together to share our experiences with those who may be listening. Lord, we ask that you continue to guide us all in all that we do, Lord. Continue to help us to be on the watch out for the things that are unlike you, Lord, so that we may continue to do your work. Lord, we thank you. We need you. We love you. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Embrace Today. You can further connect with Whole House Ministries by viewing our website at www.wholehouseministries.org, liking Whole House Ministries on Facebook, and following at Curry on Twitter. Be blessed and embrace your today.